A young woman people can't stop talking about. Go Taylor. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yes, Taylor Swift. Swift, 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 Swift. Ish. What just happened? Okay, wonderful. Hey guys, welcome back to Swiftish. It's Shelby over here. And Ashley over here. Yeah. And um, we we missed last week. We were both busy. Mm-hmm. We lost track of time. Didn't really didn't have the time to really dedicate to um, breaking down Taylor Swift's newest song, surprise yeah. hit, um, Renegade. So we're back now, though, to really dig into it. Hopefully, have some thoughts on mm-hmm. it and what Taylor Swift is doing with her time and what to expect next. But we also have all the news of uh, what happened over the last two weeks, which is. So much. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Taylor is just like throwing everything at us. And by everything, yeah. we mean nothing <laughs> because yeah. it's been quiet. Like, yes, we did get Renegade and Taylor Nation and Taylor have been, you know, just really pushing Renegade, which mm-hmm. uh, as we all know, I think it's, it's on the album. What's the album called? I wrote it in my notes, but it's Big Red Machine's album. And she's actually... I think she's writing – she co-wrote this song, Renegade, and she co-writing another one, Birch. Yeah. So she's been she's been busy doing that. Yeah. But that's – even though Taylor hasn't been doing anything, hasn't really been giving us any Easter eggs or any – any anything really like to keep us motivated <laughs> with our life. Ashley's like, where is the Speak Now I surprise know. drop? It was July 9th. It was the perfect moment. I know. Or – yes, and I love Last Kiss. Everyone knows <laughs> Last Kiss just broke me in two. But that doesn't stop Swifties from throwing out theories. They're still yeah. still thinking 1989 yeah. is going to happen in the next few months. <laughs> I'm like, whatever. But the latest rumor that was thrown out in the last two weeks and has been de- debunked, mm-hmm. so we're not really reporting this as like official news, but just something interesting that happened was yeah. Adele and Taylor. Everyone was freaking <laughs> out that Adele and Taylor were going to be collabing on a song. Yeah. Did you yeah. did you hear that? I did hear it. You know, yeah. I have this new philosophy when it comes to Swifty rumors. It's like if you if you don't like it, wait five minutes. You know, mm-hmm. like if you, mm-hmm. if you want something different, just wait five minutes, and we'll we'll come up with another thing that's happening. Because yeah. I heard the Adele thing, and also that she was gonna do something with um, Black Black Print, the K-pop band. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't hear that one. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> so i i just was like yeah i don't i don't buy it i think Mm -hmm. it's weird too because it's like based on absolutely nothing taylor's so rarely so rarely done features and they've never been like surprises per se Mm -hmm. like even this one yes we found out she had two songs on the album but we knew she was collabing with them in the first place so i don't know i'm just sort of like i don't think taylor's vibe is like this like girl power slay queen like yeah surprise drop moment Mm -hmm. between two major (laughs) women artists but maybe well one One of the reasons people thought that it was like I was like where did this come from so I did my research and there's the website where everyone I think it's called S-E-S-A-C SESAC I don't know it's a society of European stage authors and composers registry Mm -hmm. and it's one of the oldest performance rights organizations ever I guess And a song that was registered the week that these rumors came out was called Broken Hearts. And I was like, Mm. okay. And I didn't like – I didn't really pay any attention to it. But I was like, okay, well, yeah. Like I would think – like something I would jump on board with, but I wasn't really like retweeting it. Kind of like, you know, like you said, wait five minutes. There's going to be something (laughs) else to do. But it was registered under Taylor's and Adele's name. And it Mm. said titled as – Broken Hearts, aka um, Shattered Hearts, and um, there was like some other words Just and titles that kind of like battered. went along with <laughs> yeah, went along with Broken Hearts, and then the song was accredited to Dallin Taylor, but it was like officially debunked because a source said that there was no truth to it, and then it was deleted off the registry. Well, maybe they just don't want it to leak. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it could be on red. It could definitely be on red because it would be right up – because Adele is known for her, like, heart-wrenching pull yeah. at my, my like, my throat and take out all my organ songs. 
But I'm I'm just like, <laughs> mm, if it happens, it would be so cool. But if it doesn't happen, I will not be surprised because, like you said, Taylor hasn't yeah. has rarely, rarely collabed with female artists. I want to know has Adele what? even done a feature? I was trying mm. to Google it quickly. I don't I don't know if she's featured on a song. She probably is. Uh, I'm not like tracking her well enough to speak with um, total confidence. But it just they they don't need each other at this point. And mm-hmm. so often collaborations are not as in like they don't care about each other's work or whatever, but it is a business choice and a business strategy. And unless you have like this built-in relationship like Taylor Swift does have with Big Machine Records now where it does feel more like, oh, we were just vibing, like, let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. But they don't have that relationship. So it'd be sort of like, well, why why do they need each other's audience when there's already such an overlap? Mm-hmm. It's kind of yeah. how I feel about it. Yeah. <laughs> and, like it, and Adele does have a new album coming out this year, supposedly. Yeah. So I think a lot of people were just hoping it was going to be true. Oh, yeah. There's been like I a mean, lot of yeah. hopes. Yeah, Taylor Swift belongs everywhere. It'd be yeah. great. Um, so I did Adele. see this. Um, I, I'm curious your thoughts on it because okay. over the last week, like sort of on the weekend, um, Olivia Rodrigo mm. updated her updated her um, songwriting credits for Deja Vu and mm-hmm. cited Taylor Swift, Jack Antonoff, and St. Vincent. And people surmised that it was because she acknowledged that she was inspired by Cruel Summer and kind of that yelly throat, like that yelly echoey bridge slash final outro type vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, Deja Vu is a great song. Cruel Summer is a great song. Like there's definitely similarities, but they've been out, you know, Deja Vu came out yeah. like two months ago and... It's just like a weird moment. I was going to do it for tea time, but then I always feel like we run out of time at the end of yeah. the episode. So right, I wanted to dig into this. Well, okay. So the one thing that does confuse me is like she didn't sample Cruel Summer. Right. Yeah. No, not at all. And a lot of songs are like, are inspired by other songs. Like did she give Paramore credit for her right. song? Because that song is – what song was it? Oh, my gosh. I can't even – good for you. Oh. good for you isn't it good for you oh yeah 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 yeah. you're right yeah. yeah good for you is like it like throws me back into the early 2000s <laughs> yeah. with paramore so if she yeah. didn't give it was a major tiktok mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Um, with, the, with like the millennials like <laughs> listening to deja vu and all of a sudden it cuts to them and like they're emo yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so that's why I'm, I'm thinking i'm like i don't understand that because paramore definitely more inspired that song than deja vu I know it's sort of so there's like two camps one camp is that Taylor Swift got wind of this and was like well give me credit then biatch like you know like hey Mm -hmm. put my name on it if you're gonna use my name and then the other side is Olivia Rodrigo's so thirsty and like trying to use Taylor for clout that she's like Mm -hmm. oh put Taylor on this and then or her team or whatever is like put Taylor's name on this and then it'll like give it more traction and like wow look yeah Taylor worked with you and it's sort of like a messy situation because I'm kind of like what the timing of it is the weirdest thing yeah. because it's so retroactive that it's like why bother with it now and and I can see sort of both sides sort of being true but it seems more likely mm, clout to me that no I'm no. honestly I honestly think that the more likely scenario is Taylor or Taylor's team was like hey if you're going to use it for promotion, then like put credit on here because Taylor's been such an adamant like. Mm, but has <laughs> she? Because right. like she definitely was like, oh, Conan, Conan, Conan. But she didn't even throw out Olivia's name. Oh, I'm, I'm torn No, here. but that, yeah. But I mean, I mean, she's been like writers, music deserves mm. like credit. Music, the writers well, deserve credit. Okay. Okay. But what part of the song does she? I guess I I'm, I have not I haven't really listened to good um, yeah. um, deja vu enough to know what part of the song is she specifically taking out? <laughs> like what lyric is she using on "Cruel Summer"? Yeah. No. No lyrics. Okay, it's the, the vibe. It's the sound. No. It's the energy. If Taylor did that, that's a little weird for me because I know because I think that. That people have listened to some of Taylor's songs and said, hey, this reminds me of this song. This energy yeah. reminds me of this energy. She said she's been influenced by other artists. I don't think 
I hope this isn't me getting negative on Taylor, but like if that, <laughs> I, I don't like that scenario. Right. I like the whole scenario that maybe Olivia just wants to, you know. <laughs> you want Olivia to be the bad guy. The Not the bad one. guy. Just, yeah, she's 18. She can be thirsty. I don't care. Go ahead. Get, get, get it, girl. But like, then why did she it. wait two months to do it? You know what I mean? I don't know. Okay. Would, so she's a, so Taylor's accredited as a writer or as a like what is she accredited as? Yeah, she's put on as a, a songwriter. She's so the if, songwriters have been added to the tracks, Spotify and Title and all the metadata. What about with the, the other credit one? going to them over the songs like Bridge? Like, what about the other person? Is that oh Saint person? Vincent helped write Cruel Summer? Okay, okay. I mean, so if it goes for a Grammy, then Taylor gets a Grammy. Like if yeah, exactly. Grammy <laughs> If Taylor's thinking Grammy-wise, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I can see She's it. like, hey, well, if Olivia's going to use my name, well, I might as well get this uh, other end to the Grammy. Yeah. Which, I hope not, Taylor. <laughs> I hope not. I mean, I think I think we've seen that Taylor, Taylor likes recognition. Like, not like unworthy recognition, but she's been like, you know, she in her documentary she was really sad that reputation didn't get anything she's always been really motivated by um if not records and all that some sort of recognition from her peers and her the artists of it all like maybe she doesn't care about like billboard numbers and like charts and whatever but she does get something from her peers being like wow I respect you look what you've done for the music industry look at all this stuff you've accomplished and how far-reaching you are so I'm kind of like Taylor go back I I mean I don't know I don't have the time or energy but go back and say (laughs) like hey is this if this song is inspired by so-and-so like credit that writer on that song like (laughs) it's not like Taylor actually sat down and put pen to paper and wrote the song like she should okay what about Shakespeare Shakespeare gonna get credited for (laughs) For a yeah. love story. Like, there's so many. It's so hard to, like, really claim that you are a writer for something if you haven't right. actually put your pen and paper or if someone didn't, like, say, hey, can I take a line from your right. your song and use it? So I'm, I'm torn I think here. It all, I think it all was Olivia was doing an interview. Mm, I don't remember. Like, a video interview with, like, Rolling Stones or something. Mm-hmm. And she talked specifically I love Cruel Summer, one of my favorite songs ever. The lead vocals, the harmonized yells, that thing she does, they're all like super electric and moving. And I wanted to do something like that. And so she she sort of laid the groundwork to say it was less like, oh, like I'm so inspired by everything around me. And to specify, like I was trying to mimic or or attempt a similar thing mm-hmm. there. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, the Rolling Stones then did a piece about like, oh, Taylor's now credited on the song. And they mm-hmm. said that neither reps for Rodrigo or Swift were available for comment mm-hmm. or did not reply or to request for comment. And so it's all just co- sort of like this weird thing that's happened. Yeah. Well, I just want Paramore to be um, given credit on yeah. for you now. If, the, 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 if this is how it's going to be, Paramore needs to be given writing right. credits for because there's no way. That she wrote that song without thinking of Paramore. There's like no right. way. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, to your point, Taylor Swift did not write One Step Forward, Three Steps Back, but she's credited on that because she does sample the song, but she doesn't like use the song. She re repurposes the melody. It's all very weird. And I it don't is. understand necessarily like, how it works, but. I think it's interesting, and I don't. Yeah. And I don't think it necessarily makes either of them bad. It's just kind mm-hmm. of a huh. Mm-hmm. one person in this party has or both of them have a certain strategy and I think we'd be remiss to pretend that that's not there like that's not a part of her career yeah. like we want to pretend that artists are like so above it and like unbothered it and they're doing it for the purity of the work and it's like yeah sure it's true but they can simultaneously be business people and want mm-hmm. certain things and maybe think a certain avenue will get them those certain things and <laughs> it probably helps Olivia a little bit to be like oh Taylor like it's associating yeah. her name with taylor like she's been 100%. that's what olivia's been no, excuse me ooh. <laughs> olivia's been doing that for like ever been throwing yeah. taylor's name in the under the <laughs> under the bus so i'm sure it doesn't even like <laughs> you're like get her name out of your mouth no that's not, how, that, that, that's not what i'm saying like you can use taylor's name all you want and uh, i'm just saying yeah. that like it probably doesn't harm her to be like oh yeah put taylor's yeah. name on that like i wrote a song right. with taylor swift like oh yeah even exactly. though they didn't no but. for sure 
I'm yeah. It'll be curious. Like, will that end up in Taylor Swift's? Like, you Google songs written by Taylor Swift. Does that pop up now? I don't know. And we'll have to see the Grammy. The far I'm very reaching. very interested in Grammy season now. Yeah. Was so de- now she could win too. For was Deja Vu songs. one of the top songs, or was it like Good for You and then? Um, driver's license deja vu is a popular one it was one of her singles it's one yeah. of my favorites i think it's a great okay. song i listen okay. to them too i listen to that and cruel summer and there's definitely like a vibe but it's not like you know like taylor swift credits um right said fred for look what you made me do and the i'm so sexy sound being so similar that she likes she credited them as i don't know the sample or whatever yeah and so that is like more explicit whereas this was just like Okay, yeah, they're definitely like attempting the same thing here, but it doesn't necessarily feel like, oh, I'm gonna be accused of plagiarism unless I credit her, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'll have to see what our listeners think because I'm yes. curious. I kind of feel like it seems like if Olivia had wanted to make the connection on her own that she had two months to do that. So I feel like there must have been pressure on the other side, Mm -hmm. whether that was Taylor herself or her team being like, Hey, get Taylor another Grammy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But speaking of um, Spotify credit, all this stuff, I also saw this story last week um, where the ex ex Spotify executive, um, Mm -hmm. he's, a former Spotify executive, he said he found it entitled that artists were requesting better per stream payment because they were like, uh, he was like, Spotify wasn't created to pay artists. Spotify was created to get music to individuals. And so there he was like, it's like annoying that they expect money for this. Mm. And then he specifically cited Taylor Swift. And he said, I have an issue with Taylor Swift's comments. And we'll call it entitlement. I think Taylor Swift doesn't need, you know, more one penny more a stream or whatever it is, which is salty and also oversimplifies the issue. But like if Taylor didn't let her music get on Spotify, if these big artists didn't let their music on Spotify, then Spotify would be like... Why would we want Spotify if right. we could? Because it, it's those artists who are giving up, giving those rights to these music platforms. Mm. So I, I don't know. Like he, who, who would he be without? Like he probably <laughs> has millions. He wouldn't have that if it wasn't yeah. for artists like Taylor Swift. Like exactly. give them the credit. Give right. Them the credit. It's like these Spotify execs aren't like, you know, Robin Hooding it and being like, oh, money to the people, music yeah. to the people. They're making millions and, and they're mad that artists want to slice and the And think of the new artists too, who mm-hmm. are just starting out, who used to make a lot of money, not a lot of money. I don't know how much money they, they or they would, they would repay maybe their music, their music deal with the record company through their sales of their albums. Like mm-hmm. albums aren't flying off the shelves like they used to be. They used to be streamed. So it's a new system new generation we're shifting into this new era of how we listen Mm -hmm. to music so i i find it very um stupid i can't think of a better word (laughs) that he is calling these artists entitled it sounds like he's the entitled one he's like oh (laughs) it's for the listeners not for the artists i'm like but the artists make the music for the listeners come on 100 percent. it's like and taylor Swift again speaking to her strategy and business acumen she held back her music and yeah Mm -hmm. sure it might have been because she recognized that she wasn't being paid fairly but also because she holds power and through that move of withholding it for the years or whatever she did she was able to negotiate a better pay plan for artists altogether Mm -hmm. so not just like oh pay me more it's pay artists more and so I don't think that fits the definition of entitlement. Um, it's honestly an act of good and uh, yeah. generosity. So, mm, yeah. <laughs> but he's irrelevant. He's a yeah. former exec. So it's like former. That's probably uh, why he said what he did because if he yeah. was the exec, he would be fired. Yeah. <laughs> like, nope. That's why Taylor probably yeah. was like, whatever. I don't need to address that. But if it was like the actual exec, she'd be like pulling all of her music off and then like, what? <laughs> Apple. Get all my money. Take yeah. all my money, Apple. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, oh people. People, 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 people. I know. Um, but speaking of better partnerships, um, Aaron Dessner obviously has been in the news for promoting his new album. Um, well, so he, Big Machine 
big, big red, red machine. Yeah. Big red machine. Coincidental so name. Yeah. <laughs> but they've, they've been a band for a while. Yes. So it's so not it's like, like they, it's not like they just decided to right. be big red machine no, no. after 100%. big machine. I wasn't <laughs> I aware. I was stumbling over it. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I know. I wasn't, when I was researching this uh, song, I wasn't aware that they had an album that came out like 10 years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't they've know they been were around. And see, I didn't know that. And yeah, <laughs> that's, I think I did make, make a comment a little while ago. I'm like, oh, Big Red Machine? What? But yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah no. But um, so he's promoting his album. Obviously, he's worked with Taylor on Folklore Evermore and now on this as well. Um, he has only said the nicest thing. He seems like just such a nice guy. Oh, really does. just down to earth. And he's a pleasant guy to be around. He, mm-hmm. he said... Um, I think whatever wildfire happened last year creatively for Taylor and I, we didn't want to stop writing songs together and still don't. It's like somehow I ended up on the team with the best player. So you just want to keep passing the ball to her. Every time we write a song, we're both a little dumbfounded by it. Um, And just like he talks about that chemistry there and the way I relate to music emotionally and her incredible storytelling, sense of melody. There's something there that really clicks. So, I mean... Obviously, that speaks to her work on Renegade and what we haven't heard yet, Birch. But mm-hmm. the Easter egg in there is this idea that they, we didn't want to stop writing songs together and still don't, implying they're still writing songs together. I don't know if I'm reading too much into it. Um, the Woodville theory, is that <laughs> still alive? <laughs> There's always a bad chance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, it's sort of interesting. I was talking to my sister about this because I was sort of like, I was like, isn't it sad that we didn't get to go to Lover Fest? Mm-hmm. Not only because of like how fun it would be, but, but that like chapter closed so unceremoniously and now we won't like get to stand in the stadium and have like the pyrotechnic fireworks show that was Reputation, but with songs like Death by a Thousand Cuts mm-hmm. and Cruel Summer, obviously. Um, and just that vibe and a half that was the pure pop energy, that summer imagining days, like yeah. London boy and all these cheesy songs I don't even like that would still be like fun and kinetic and just like exciting. Mm-hmm. And then instead we got 2020, which gave us folklore and evermore and this new chapter as a singer songwriter and that more low key laid back like I'm in my feels like let me run through this forest and just explore those emotions it's sort of like well what's coming next for Taylor because mm-hmm. obviously a lot of people have been able to re reschedule their tours and all this stuff but it doesn't seem like that's necessarily what Taylor wants to do and I don't know if that I mean I imagine she'll do some sort of performancey thing some point but will it be It's just hard to imagine what it will be and also Mm -hmm. what she wants to do next. Will she go back to pop or is this like her current, you know, like how she partnered with Jack Antonoff for three albums? Is she now going to do the folklore evermore vibes with Aaron Dessner? Yeah. (laughs) What else the third? I don't know. What's your money on? Do you think she'll just merge the two? Do you think she'll stick mostly with this like more indie angle or do you think she'll be like oh I played with that enough I'm going back to pop and or something totally different so part of me doesn't think she has a plan yeah because every because everything that was just thrown at her like mm-hmm. I know she like we know with Miss Americana she kind of wanted to get back to like the writing of it all and yeah. she said she she was so happy for this that this like season of her life where she was able to really like focus on storytelling but I don't know if she has a necessarily a plan. I think she's just kind of going where everything's taking her because she has the the free will to do. She has the ability to do it. And she's not really like tied down by being a younger artist and having right. to like make a name for herself because she has already done that. What I would like her to do is mesh the two. Um mm-hmm. Not necessarily like it's nice to have a friend and lover, um, <laughs> but I definitely would like. I can't imagine like the one thing I'm imagining is, and I don't remember which tour it was. I like was it like Justin Timberlake? The oh, Wood? Yeah. What was it yeah. called? 
Like it I was like Woodman or something. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> but I did. I don't know what. But he was wearing that's a good flannel. idea. If that hasn't He's been like, claimed yet, <laughs> he was wearing flannel like that. That whole like season of his yes. of his career. I had seen yeah. the 2020 experience, or I think that's where I had I had seen, and I saw him on tour, and it was amazing. He was yeah, like so fun, going like back and forth on the stadium, like dancing on this like extended stage it was amazing it was just a lot of energy and I was like I can't wait it was my first Justin Timberlake concert I can't wait to go to his next one I can't wait I can't wait I can't wait (laughs) I went to his next one and the whole era was so different and he was basically like for I want to say three-fourths of the concert the the first fourth he was doing his like his Justin Timberlake dancing moves but very much like (laughs) half-assed excuse my language (laughs) and then the rest of the concert he was like sitting down in front of like a fake fire like in the woods singing like strumming along to his songs and i'm like yes i like those songs but that is not like a a concert experience for me i didn't go there for that i do go there when i go to adele's concerts i go Mm -hmm. there for that Mm because she doesn't she doesn't dance she doesn't Mm -hmm. sing she doesn't she she's great doing that Uh, and i love taylor but I can't imagine a concert without its flair because she puts on such a show. I trust mm-hmm. her, but mm-hmm. maybe she's like, hey, I don't need to go on concerts or do tours right now so I can just yeah. kind of focus on the the calm. I don't know. Yeah, I know. It's <gasps> like I can sort of picture a Woodvale folklore, folklore tour. Folklore. I love it. <laughs> That's Where what she used to call like, it, folklore. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's like she could put like drama and like you know theatrics into the Betty the August like Mm -hmm. having these sort of set pieces that still work for the story she's telling because they are still very narrative and like Mm -hmm. bombastic like even champagne problems like these songs even though they're slow lend themselves to like things that could be cool on stage and kind of fill a stadium but it is kind of like, well, then how would she transition? Like it either had to be like pure folklore up or it'd be weird to like go from listening to her vibe to um, tolerate it to suddenly being like, shake it up. You know, it's like. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe maybe Hard that's picture. maybe what she's thinking, too, is a good transition into a different era mm-hmm. is re-recording all of her albums because mm, yeah. that's going to take up a lot of her time. And then. Uh, maybe she'll do like a best of Taylor tour. <laughs> She's like know. on her. I know it's sad to so think that hard. we won't have another era per se. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it won't be the same. Like, and I get it. Like I get how exhausting it would be. And so mm-hmm. I'm not like mad, but I mourn. You know, I'm like, oh, <laughs> like oh, R.I.P. What could have been? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as soon as she like, so, as soon as she was like, everyone's getting their money back. It was like, oof. This yeah. is not happening. We should have known. What was the date yeah. on that? Was that like, that was obviously post-recording folklore. She's like, oh, I'm over lover. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was after folklore. <laughs> folklore. I'm calling it folklore now. <laughs> That's you. the era. That's what it's called. Okay. Folklore. <laughs> uh, TM. Yeah. They're like just <laughs> copyrighted right now. Folklore. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, I know but I, everyone's going back to these concerts and I'm just yeah. like there's no concerts that's really pulling me into the atmosphere right now yeah. and the headspace of going to a concert <laughs> yeah. like when Taylor releases a concert will I be like okay I gotta go, yeah. I gotta go. and I hope so but You're I'm ready like to boost yeah <laughs> I swear quarantine it's put me into like this like all I do is stay even though people are out and about and I've like I went to Dallas last week. Like, I've been mm-hmm. doing stuff, but I, all I want to do is stay at home. And oh, that's yeah. All. Honestly, people annoy me now. I'm like, ugh, there's too yeah. many of you guys. No. I don't want to be here. Yeah, like, being in crowds, I'm like, ooh, I don't like this. What's going yeah, on? I don't like you guys. <laughs> like, I don't feel ew. safe anymore. It's like, ew, ew. Yeah. <laughs> ew. <laughs> um, and Taylor throwback. Um, but before we get into all that, let's take a moment, spare a minute for our new sponsor, Um, I don't know about you, but I absolutely love painting my nails and yet I'm so terribly bad at it. Um, whether it's the paint chipping, getting old, gunky, not going on smooth, or the fact that I have an unsteady hand that means messy nail beds and smudges all day, every day. It was a vicious cycle. And then suddenly I discovered Olive and June. Their Manny system is the answer to salon perfect nails, all from the comfort of your own home. This polish lasts seven plus days, chip free. And 
with their Manny system, each at-home manicure comes to just about $2 a pop, which compared to the $40 I was spending on a gel manicure at the salon, this is the gift that keeps on giving. So if you like painting your nails, if you're bad at painting your nails, if you're even curious about painting your nails, then Olive and June is the perfect system to check out. It comes with all the tools you need in one box, from a file to a buffer to a detail brush and a magic polish remover pot. Um... It's a dream come true. Plus, you get six polishes with each kit. You get to customize which colors, choose from their curated selection. Plus, they have a patented brush handle called the Poppy that makes it easy to paint with both of your hands. So treat yourself. Take that at-home self-care moment. And just for our favorite listeners, we're giving you 20% off your first Manny system when you use the promo code SWIFTISH. Go to oliveandjune.com, pick your Manny kit and colors, and use SWIFTISH for 20% off. We're done with expensive manicures. That is so 2020. So head on over to Olive and June and see what the hype is about because we promise that you'll love it. But anyways, yes, anyways, anyways, speaking of folklore, um, that vibe, we're stuck in it, in our feelings yeah. still. We're talking mm-hmm. about Renegade. Um, so let's get into that right yes. now. <laughs> yes. Um, so Taylor had was saying with Renegade, she was mm-hmm. saying she can't believe she gets to work with Aaron Dessner. She said when Aaron Dessner came into her life, she was ushered into a world of free-flowing creativity where you don't overthink, which is interesting because I feel like that's what Taylor was just doing with her career. Yeah. And she had said that. She was just always thinking on what to do next, how to right. up herself, how to mm-hmm. be better. So it's it, uh, no wonder why she's just like throwing herself into this. You yeah. don't overthink. You just make music. His generosity mm-hmm. of spirit humili- and humility. humility (laughs) i can't read you guys bleeds into every part of his life and that's why so many artists have jumped at the chance to make uh, a part of his collaborative project big red machine a song we wrote which also features justin vernon who he's in the band it's justin and aaron who make up the band is out today it's called renegade thanks aaron for asking me to show up at your party (laughs) oh my gosh easter egg I know. Betty music video coming your way. (laughs) They're both like just like throwing love at each other. Like it's just like, I love you. I love you. No, I love you. So it's, (laughs) I just can't say enough. And I'm, I'm very, I'm interested in seeing if I'm going to like Birch better than I like Renegade. What were your (laughs) thoughts on Renegade? Well, it's, it's interesting because Aaron said, he talked about this specific song song too, Mm -hmm. Renegade. He said, this song was something we wrote after we finished Evermore. Hashtag Evermore. Um, Taylor's words hit me so hard when I first heard her voice memo and still do every time. I'm so grateful to Taylor for continuing to share her incredible talent with me. Blah, 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 blah. Happy feelings, whatever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, when Renegade came out, I wasn't I wasn't totally jazzed for it. Like I I didn't rush to listen to it. Me I guess either. I know. I, I feel like sometimes I'm just getting older and that makes me lamer, but I don't know. I'm there with I think, you. I think it's just more like, oh, well, it's not necessarily like I know big red machine isn't necessarily my vibe. So I wasn't like, okay, this is going to scratch an itch I've had. Like, it's not really something I was like, I need this in my blood veins now. Yeah. When I listened to it, it was like, it was good. I had no qualms with it. It was Mm -hmm. just kind of like, oh, yeah. And I didn't listen to it again. (laughs) Yeah. I listened to it, I think, like. (laughs) Okay, so I'm bad. We were driving to Dallas the, the time it dropped or the day it dropped and I was just busy with work. Like, oh my gosh, just like I've been so busy with work and just so tired. And so I literally just kind of like stepped away from life that weekend and didn't listen to Renegade until <laughs> a week after it was dropped. And it wasn't because like I didn't want to. It was more that like mm, I was adulting too hard yeah. to really like step away and just give my time to the song and I knew that we were going to cover it and I knew I was going to listen to it but it wasn't like a Taylor Swift album that came out which I feel bad because like I should give all that energy to you know we have a podcast I should be like okay (laughs) okay but life has basically just been getting in the way of like everything I'm doing this summer yeah but like I liked it but there definitely was like it definitely took me back to like 18 year old Ashley in a relationship with like a guy who had so many problems and he basically was a <laughs> renegade. He like ran away from home. He didn't run away from yeah. home. But he like left his hometown and his family and he like went by his middle name because he didn't want anything to do with his past life and he just wanted to get away and everything 
in the song, I was like, you know, 18 year old Ashley would have like dug this song. She would have been like <laughs> Facebooking up a storm about all the lyrics back in the day. Yes. Uh, yeah. Ashley I is. mean, it's interesting because um, I keep saying that, but it is interesting mm-hmm. um, because they recorded this. Aaron Dessner said that they recorded this after they finished Evermore. Mm-hmm. And somehow, I don't know who reported this, but it's been reported that it was recorded in March of 2021. So the same week they took home the Grammy for the year for folklore. Um, mm. And they recorded it together at the Los Kitty community, Kitty committee studio in Los Angeles. Um, and then Vernon uh, did his re- vocals at, at his home base um and he, he is he, a homeboy he just yeah he's not going nowhere <laughs> no he's like i'm gonna say where i am put my mask yeah. on and stay out of the covid yeah. variant <laughs> <laughs> and so when aaron talked about this he's like yeah um this was something we wrote after evermore and it dawned on us that this was a big red machine song and it's sort of like interesting to hear that because i don't necessarily feel a difference between this like if this had been on evermore i wouldn't have been like wow this is out of place (laughs) this doesn't feel like a taylor swift song Mm -hmm. did you feel like there was something distinctly different about it that would make them be like oh flashball this is not for taylor this is for big red machine no because it sounded like it could have gone on evermore (laughs) or folklore like because i i had thought that there was going to be more like more like Justin and more yeah. Aaron on it, but it was basically a song featuring Aaron and Justin because yeah. Taylor <laughs> took up the the breath of the the song. So I was like, this is like a bonus song that was supposed to be on Evermore. Like I, yeah, yeah. It's just, I guess I I can't. I mean, I don't want to because I don't know if I'm gonna like the album. But it'll be interesting to listen to the whole album, like where yeah. it falls and like I don't know because they're. They're, I think they're like teaming up with other artists for this too. So I'm curious. Oh yeah, they have a lot of features on yeah. it. Like, but I, I mean, critics like this song. Like it, a lot of people liked this song. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, um, uh, you know, Entertainment Weekly called it an earworm. <laughs> uh, is, that, is that good though? <laughs> because like an earworm. Yeah, it means it's like, like a, stuck in your head. Okay, I'm thinking of ringworm. <laughs> I'm like, mm, it's like a parasite like, that won't leave. No one wants an earworm. <laughs> no one <want> a parasite. <laughs> like, come here, like, shake it off. Okay. Watch out, earworm. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. No, um, no, it's a it's a compliment. Um, Variety said that it's it fits in the more musically adventurous vein of her work. Um, uh, another person called it a folk pop earworm um consequence wrote that it's it features some of taylor swift's future classics lyrics like these will stand out going forward mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um npr said that it sounds like a swift song featuring big red machine yeah. more than a band featuring her mm-hmm. um which is interesting because <laughs> it they was kind of like <laughs> it was kind of like oh wait Justin Vernon's on here? I didn't like, know that. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> What's he doing? He's like, uh, that's his contribution. <laughs> Being sung over by Taylor. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people appreciated the sort of memorable lyrics. Again, these mm-hmm. couplets that Taylor Swift pulled up. Um, they liked the theme of the song. Um, they talked a lot. Of, everyone talked about it. It's a big song for her. I don't think it necessarily charted. Um, top charts or anything but again this is more of an indie vibe and those don't tend to break records it got a lot of hits on the alternative stations which was pretty good for her because i don't think she's been she's i think like the top 40 alternative stations picked up the song which which is i don't think has ever been like a thing that they have done with her songs i think maybe one or two songs one or like a couple of radio stations but it's pretty pretty big deal for her yeah Yeah. (laughs) You're getting accepted. Yeah. <laughs> but altogether, it is a it is like a well-written song, and I'm excited to break it down. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as I prepared for this episode, I appreciated a lot more um, the songwriting part, at least. It's mm-hmm. just not like my vibe that I feel drawn to. Or you want like that like look what you made me do to. vibe. You want like <laughs> reputation. I'm, I'm admittedly yeah. a pop person. Yep. Um, but I'm also just basic i think when i get a deep cut i want it to just be searingly sad like champagne mm-hmm. problems or all too well or Death the moment by a thousand I knew. Cats. Yeah, yeah i 
I can take like Last Kiss. I can deal with Dear John. Like I love slow songs every once in a while, but I'm not as in like, oh my gosh, this is so experimental. Like, let me like dig into this a little deeper. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But let's dig into this a little let's deeper. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Um, okay, so she starts off with her first verse. I tapped on your window on your darkest night. The shape of you was jagged and weak. There was nowhere for me to stay, but I stayed anyway. And if you would have known how many pieces you had crumbled into, I might have let them lay. Hmm. I know. Um, there's a lot here. I mean, first of all, just to get to the, the theory, because mm-hmm. a lot of people can't allow... We don't. We find it hard to let go of this idea that Taylor Swift doesn't write from personal experience, which I... I totally believe because I think that would be a hard, a hard crutch to let go of. Mm-hmm. A crutch sounds bad. I, I don't mean it as in like, oh, she can't do it. But I just mean she's done it for so long that I feel like it'd be second nature to be like, oh, I remember this feeling or I remember this. And I think what's interesting about the song is the theory going around that it is written from Joe's perspective, looking at getting into a relationship mm-hmm. with Taylor Swift. <laughs> Which I really like. I really yeah. like that idea for a couple reasons. One, because it is an interesting idea that Taylor would take on that project because that is a lot of introspection that um, you have to be really in a healthy mind space to like allow yourself to go there. <laughs> yeah. But also because it is a different perspective than we get in a lot of her music. And even if it wasn't like, okay, Joe, tell me exactly what it was like dating me and I'm going to make a song about it and more like, Oh, what if I was dating someone as neurotic as me? <laughs> yeah, I think that's, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do too. And I, I, but what I like about the song is that it's also so relatable. Like, yes, the first thing Swifties are going to think of is okay. It's a song like Joe. It's it's in from the point of view of Joe. But so many people have been in relationships where it's like, oh, like. I like came into someone's life when it was like the worst moment possible for yeah. them. They were like their family member had died they had lost their job they had like going through like really bad mental crisis so it's one thing I really liked about about this song was that it just was so universal so Taylor yeah. Swift I loved it I mean but I there are some provocative similarities like mm-hmm. I tapped on your window on your darkest night is almost an exact image from cruel summer where she said um Killing me slow out the window. I'm always waiting for you to be waiting below. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of does like put you in these very similar scenarios Taylor's already painted for us, where she is now looking at herself almost through those same moments. And the shape of you is jagged and weak. Like she talks about being broken. Like she talks about being uh, shattered. Like I feel like she talks about her hard edges. Mm-hmm. Like there was nowhere for me to stay, but I stayed anyway. Like, mm-hmm. obviously you have stay, stay, stay. But that's like <laughs> a theme that has been throughout her yeah. music. But instead of her being like, I can't believe you stayed. It's this person yeah. being like, I didn't really have a reason to stay, but I like did. <laughs> what, what about the lyric? And if I would have known how many pieces you had crumbled into, I might have let them lay. Like, is that coming yeah. from the mindset of like, if I would have known that you were this damaged, I wouldn't have been in a relationship with you, but now I'm just kind of stuck. Like that, I think that's where I'm kind of like, yeah. oh, like this, I don't, that, that kind of gives me a weird, a weird rub right there. Right. Because um, the relationship here is definitely like, like claustrophobic, like it's anxiety inducing, like it's a, it's kind of messy kind of and it does feel like, yeah, it does feel like it's not exactly a good relationship, but mm-hmm. the music itself feels almost peppy in a way and hopeful where it's like, yeah, they're like, oh, mm-hmm. like they're like in it, the, like they're in the middle of it. And it's like <laughs> kind of like at that point where Taylor is like, I told him to leave. He should leave. Right. Like the timing's bad. Leave, leave, leave. And he was like, yeah, it's terrible. I agree. This is shit. But <laughs> I'm going to stay out of the woods. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to find this little crevice where, I, well, you know, there's no room, but I'm going to make room for yes. me. You're going to like grow around me. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I really like that. I, I, I do feel like even taking away the personal element, this is an interesting story for Taylor to write. And it comes from a totally different mindset where mm-hmm. usually we get the other side of the story every time. And so I like that we have this insight into the other side, whether or not that's fictional and, this is like a powerful verse. Like it, it's a well-written story. It doesn't feel like a song when you read it out loud. Mm-hmm. It, it feels like literature. It feels like poetry. It, it 
it stands out as some of her more strongly written couplets because it doesn't there's not like that element of like rhyme structure I don't know it just feels different Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and so then she goes into the chorus are you really going to talk about timing in times like these and let all your damage damage me and carry your baggage up my street and make me your future history? It's time you've come a long way. Open the blinds. Let me see your face. You wouldn't be the first renegade to need somebody. Is it insensitive for me to say, get your shit together so I can love you? Is it really your anxiety that stops you from giving me everything or do you just not want to? It's a letter that he wrote her. This is like, yeah, (laughs) like telling you, like someone is just like laying out the truth. Like you know, when you're in a relationship, or if you've been in a relationship where it's like, these are all the things that you're thinking of and you want to say, but then you just don't. Like this is like, like oh, like get your shit together so I can love you. Like, do you really want me? Like, is it like all these? It's like basically like all the excuses someone gives when they're gonna break up with you. You know, yeah. it's bad timing for me. I'm damaged. I have so much baggage. Um, you know, like, you, like I, I, I just, I need to be away from people. You know, it's, it, I have too much anxiety over this. Like, it's all these excuses she probably gave him to break mm-hmm. up, and like, he was questioning them. Like, made her think about it. Like, hey, are you just like trying to leave because it's good for you, or because you don't want me? Like, yeah, think about it. Well, that's why I love this line. Um. Are you, like, are you really gonna dot dot dot? Let me carry your baggage up my street and make me your future history. It's sort of like, I'm not gonna leave you at this point. Like, look at all this work I've put into this relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, I've I've carried your baggage up my stairs. Like, we're here now. Like, you can't just pretend that this is over. You can't pretend that we're not going to make it because look at all the the time and attention I've put into this. Like, mm-hmm. okay, it's time. Like, we've come a long way. Like. Uh, we've dealt with this like let's let's open the light like let's get some light in here like let's talk about something like get your shit together so I can love you and that's sort of the theme of this song right is I mean a renegade is like a deserter right like it's Mm -hmm. this idea of a person who um leaves or betrays and whatever organization they're a part of it's it's sort of this really negative idea of treachery and (laughs) betrayal but it's sort of put flippantly here where it's like you're you're not the first guy to need somebody no matter how like damaged you've been like this Mm -hmm. isn't unique to you good sir or madam Mm -hmm. it's like (laughs) I like that they're just like we all have problems but can you get your shit together so I can love you Yeah, and like this person is strong because yeah. when I do listen to the song, there's all these signs of like get out of there, leave this relationship. Like obviously they are just focused on themselves and they're going to bring you down, they're going to damage mm. you, they're going to give you ba- they give you their baggage. Yeah. Like it's like knowing the the end of the story, if this is about Taylor and Joe, I'm like, oh, I'm so glad he stayed. I'm so glad she stayed. I'm so glad they pulled through. But I'm imagining like my friend telling me this, these kind of things. Like, I, I my first thing, my first instinct would be like, you leave. Like this person uh, yeah. like is not in a headspace <laughs> to be in a relationship. Like you should just leave. Yeah, yeah. So, I yeah. I agree, and I think it is kind of interesting because this is the chorus is where Justin Vernon sort of comes in, and he's like, hey, I'm in here. Don't forget, Don't forget about me. About me. <laughs> but it's still like Taylor's singing loud over him. Like it's almost mm-hmm. hard to hear him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an interesting choice um, structurally to the song because again, it kind of elevates her version, her her perspective over his. Mm-hmm. And so she is being like, I know you have problems. Trust me, I get it. Like I hear you. I wish I wasn't here too, but like is it and, really anxiety or are you just being a dick right now? <laughs> and it kind of seems like like when we've listened to like how Taylor's written about Joe in the past tense, she uses blue a lot to describe mm-hmm. him. And sometimes that could be like someone who has like someone's blue, they're down. So it could kind of be like, like Joe's like, I've been there. It'll get better. Like someone who's like, I've experienced some of what you're going through or at least right. the feelings that you're feeling. So like, let me help you get through it this because I got through it so part of me is like thinking maybe they're kind of two peas in the pod 
Right. I mean, that's, yeah, we have no idea what their relationship no, is like, really. Nope. But it also reminds me of the song Cowboy Like Me, which I didn't really like, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. But that's a similar, that's a story about two cons who realize, like, mm-hmm. oh, is this real? Like, is this real enough that we're suddenly going to stay with each other? And they're kind of, like, not trusting each other. It's a similar vibe where it's not mm-hmm. necessarily a healthy start. It doesn't seem like they were both on the same page. They can't trust each other. And a con artist is very much similar to this idea of a renegade where their allegiance is changing constantly. And so I think this is a theme that she's visited before. And that's that's provocative in its mm-hmm. own way. But mm-hmm. you wouldn't be the first renegade to need somebody, I think, speaks to this idea that a lot of times we want to believe that, oh, we're so damaged, we don't deserve love. Or, oh, we we make too much of a mess of past loves that we don't deserve another chance. Mm-hmm. And I think it's provocative that she's like, get over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or he's like, get over it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I also love that, like, if it is that, that, that vibe, it's like, Taylor Swift is like one of the biggest stars, one of the biggest mm-hmm. influencers on the world. And this guy who around this time we knew nothing about him. <laughs> yeah. He was like kind of like a, a nobody who was a nobody. Yeah. It's like, uh, Taylor Swift, get your shit together. It's just <laughs> yeah. like, who do you think you are talking to Taylor Swift yeah. like that? Like it, it just puts you on like a different like their relationship was on a different level than I can like right. imagine. I know. I would love to be a fly on the wall of that yeah those early days. i thought you were like, gonna what? say i would love to tell taylor swift to get her shit together <laughs> and, <laughs> still, and yeah. still have her want to be like my everything <laughs> yeah that'd be a great feeling too um but then she goes into her second verse which is interesting because it borrows a lot of the same yeah. lines from the first almost like a chorus Mm. um but she says i tapped on your window on your darkest night the shape of you was jagged and weak there was nowhere for me to stay but i stayed anyway you fire off missiles because you hate yourself but do you know you're demolishing me and then you squeeze my hand as i'm about to leave which again lots of similarities squeeze 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 yeah squeezes (laughs) yeah it sort of vibes with um cornelia street this Mm -hmm. idea of like oh, I left, but then you texted me as I was at the tunnel. That's the exact lyric, like, hello, direct quote, nailed that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was like, what song? What? <laughs> but I, it's interesting what she keeps here, which is the first refrain, this idea of like, I'm at your window again. There's nowhere for me to stay, but I stayed anyway. And I think that's important that she's like reassuring the guy again. She's like, I'm still here. Okay, so you- part of me loves that it's from the point of view of Joe. Yeah. Because for so long we have women who stay in these – like, and I'm going to say like what's perceived to be a toxic relationship where the guy's kind of like doesn't give a lot to the girl and the girl's like always like, I'll do whatever it is. Like that, that's the way like I'm taking it if it's from a girl's yeah. point of view because I've been there and I've had friends who have been there too. Like, oh, you're treating me like shit, but I'm going to stay mm-hmm. here because because you'll, you'll see one day. You'll see that I'm the best thing you've ever had. And I yeah. kind of love that – the roles are, are reversed and it kind yeah. of takes on a whole different like meaning to me when it's – I don't know why I, it's taking on a whole different meaning knowing that it's from a male's perspective, being I the one that. who's like, kick me when I'm down. I'm gonna, I'm still going <laughs> to like boost you up. I love it. No, that's true. I, I do think that's something we don't see a lot and it's valuable to yeah. have those role reversals. Yeah, because right here um, she's saying like – or. She, he, I don't. It's weird because I know you're saying she's saying because she's the one who's literally <laughs> singing it. But they're saying you fire off missiles because you hate yourself. But the damage you are doing that you think is to yourself is actually damaging me too. Mm-hmm. And and I'm. It's gonna make me leave. Like I've I've had it up to here. I realize I shouldn't be in this situation. But you do that one thing, the one yeah. thing to keep me there. And it's just like you squeeze my hand because that's our little inside thing. Like hey, I still need you. I love you. It's kind of like telling you like there's still hope. And that's why yeah. he stays because there's no room, but there might be maybe. Yeah, I I like that. And I think it's true that it's sort of like it's hard to feel like you're rooting for a relationship that's like you're demolishing me. <laughs> I know. It's making me feel like get out of that toxic relationship. Uh, you know who I'm talking about, that one yeah. person in your life who just is in toxic relationships. That's ugh. It's just yeah. So I'm biting my tongue because I'm like, th- if this is Taylor and Joe, like they're so great together now. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I think that's what music's about, right? It captures yeah. feelings and not necessarily doesn't always. always- 
mean they're good feelings or healthy mm-hmm. feelings. But yeah. I do think that the energy of the song really makes it hard to feel like this is a warning or like a, I don't know. It, it's kind of a weird mess of toxic energy, but also like hopeful. So like maybe we should want this out mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, because they it's go into like, the chorus. Oh yeah. It's like, it's like Ross and Rachel from Ugh. Friends. The worst Barf. relationship they ever, were, you guys. Ugh, but I hate them. They ended they up together. Treat us. I know. <laughs> doubt that one last, honestly. They got divorced a year later. I mean, just based on statistical probability with Ross. Yeah. But anyways. Okay. <laughs> um, so they go into the chorus. Are you really going to talk about timing in times like these and let all your damage damage me and carry your baggage up my street and make me your future history? It's time. You've come a long way. Open the blinds. Let me see your face. You wouldn't be the first renegade to need somebody. Is it insensitive for me to say, get your shit together so I can love you? Is it really your anxiety that stops you from giving me everything or do you just not want to? I think that's a, that's like a really, obviously this is the exact same that we just heard, but I think reading this, it gives me a lot more empathy for the singer and the story and the song itself because I'm like is it really your anxiety that stops you from giving me everything or do you just not want to kind of speaks to their own anxiety and it kind of feels like mm-hmm. wait am I staying for the right reasons or am I staying because I have low self-esteem yeah yep. and I don't have a backbone and yes. I don't feel like I deserve love I, I just anything better yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that's a provocative question that a lot of relationships have to contend with so it's not just them being like I'm so confident like can you just get over yourself so we can move on it, it speaks to the singer's feelings of like oh wait like should I be fighting this hard Mm-hmm. It, do they even want me to fight this hard? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the bridge goes, and if I would have known how sharp the pieces were you'd crumbled into, I might have let them lay. Are you really going to talk about timing in times like these and let all your damage damage me and carry your baggage up my street and make you make me your future history? It's time. You've come a long way. Open the blinds. Let me see your face. You wouldn't be the first renegade to need somebody. And the outro just plays it out again um, to need somebody, to need somebody, to need somebody to need. Are you really going to talk about timing in times like these and let all your damage damage me and carry your baggage up my street and make me your future history? It's time. Is it insensitive for me to say, get your shit together so I can love you? You've come a long way. Open the blinds. Let me see your face. You wouldn't be the first renegade to need somebody. Is it really your anxiety that stops you from giving me everything or do you just not want to? The outro is not my favorite <laughs> because like they're like singing over each other, but it's like how you said, like Justin throughout the whole song, it's kind of had like this really like undertone low, mm-hmm. like kind of like he's kind of like trying to claw his way out of the situation, yeah. which maybe is supposed to be representing like the Taylor of the song, like when she just felt so bombarded by life and she was trying to, you know, open the blinds to like put the light mm-hmm. on her face. But I didn't really like the outro, the way that it sounded. It was just kind of like a lot. Yeah, no, I I definitely do not I like this song a lot more reading it than I do listening to it. I like I, hearing you read it because like you said it's like a poetry and the way you read yeah. kind of like gives it that poetic feeling. Oh my gosh, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> but I like what I like here and you don't really pick up on it when you're hearing the song or at least I didn't. Um is that she kind of flips this I mean obviously you have the same chorus you have the same this bridge they're all repeated lines but she reorders them in a way where instead of going from um I'm doing all this stuff for you it's time and um she's supposed to sing um you know at the very outro she's supposed to sing it's time open the blinds let me see your face but instead she skips to it is it insensitive for me to say, get your shit together so I can love you? So that gets a bump up. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's an interesting choice because it feels like, um, you know, are I did all this stuff. Are you going to make me your future history? It's time. And then she's like, hey, get your shit together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like, come on, please. Like, we've done this. Like, it's time. Let's do this. Let's do this. Like, open the blinds. Do this. Like, you, you're you not the first renegade. We can do this. We can do this. But then the very last thing is, oh, wait, do you just not want me to fight this hard? Like, is it really? It's like this pause, this like moment mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, moment of truth. 
am I fighting for the right reasons or is this not even worth holding on to anymore? And I think that was, that's sort of what saves it from being like, like you were describing this sort of starry eyed, like unhealthy relationship where the girl's like, well, I can change him. I can change him. Mm-hmm. It feels almost like she's contending with her own frustrations with the relationship, not being what she wanted or needed and suddenly being like, okay, moment of truth. Like, why am I fighting so hard for this? Is it, is it worth it? Is it going to work out? Is this as, is this a thing that I think it is, or am I just reading this all wrong? And I think that's Mm -hmm. why it ends there because it's like, Oh, okay, let's pause and regroup and figure this out. (laughs) And then we all know the story. Then they step out into the daylight together. Yeah. (laughs) And that's all. She she gets out of that depression. Yeah. Well, and that's like, that's sort of the theme, right? Is the only additional line in this, long outro is to need somebody to need somebody to need somebody to need mm-hmm. and it's yeah. like I think that itself is like a testament to like they both need somebody but she's the only one who's like processing that and being like you deserve somebody too sir like can we both get there or am I reading the room wrong mm-hmm. yeah so I don't know it, it's sort of a weird song for me because I don't I don't like it as a song. Yeah. I don't think it's like as vibey as a song. It's hard for me to listen to, but I do think she accomplishes something with these lyrics that are really like mm-hmm. powerful and potent. Mm-hmm. So what grade are you giving it then? <laughs> Final the score. Question. Yeah. Um, that's tough. I, I think overall, seeing as I'm judging it against songs, mm-hmm. I would give this... I'm going to get hated, but I'd give it, I'd give it a C. I think I'd just be like, go back and try to find a better form, like a vibe. Yeah. Because it it really doesn't feel cohesive to me. I don't, I can't pick up on it. And I, I recognize that I'm in the, I'm outside the norm there because every Mm -hmm. critic was like, oh, wow, what an earworm. Oh, this is so great. What a fun experimental drive. But I was just like, I couldn't find the end for me. Get it out. (laughs) I would give it a B because it's not a song that I'm like gonna play on repeat but yeah I enjoy it I wouldn't like yeah kick it out of bed if it was in bed with me but I wouldn't <laughs> put it on I mean repeat. at least he's not singing in a falsetto you know I like, know yeah <laughs> yeah you kind of hear his deep voice just just yeah. a little bit. Just a little like bit. even the line, is it insensitive for me to say, get your shit together so I can love you? That was one that was teased before the song. And I was like, wow, that is such a yeah. good line. Yeah. But when she sings it, it doesn't carry that punch that it does when I read it. Yeah. It's almost just like, is it insensitive for me to say? And I'm like, oh, I, I don't some, know. <laughs> put, you put your back into it. Come on. Yeah. Give us more. Punch it. Yeah, but I will say that feels like the Taylor of it all. That's like the that's the most Taylor Swift line for me is that mm-hmm. one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I would Did 100% you agree. I love yeah. that song. I love that lyric. I'm trying yeah. to think of how I can word it into our our uh, outro. <laughs> I'm like without telling Taylor, yeah, like, get, get your shit together. Taylor, get your shit together. Stop so we... bullying Olivia. Give us a tour. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's some options for you. Give us a tour. Um, but um, the Easter egg hunt. Did you have any? Um, I mean, I guess the only thing would be her and Joe's relationship, but that's mm-hmm. about it. Did you pick up on any – besides, like, the cruel summer and um, what's the other one? The – oh, I can't Street. think of – yeah, the Cornelia Street, like, ties. Those about – yeah, Joe. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think the – I think the window thing, the tapping on your window, the being at the window, it feels too similar to Cruel Summer's setup and visualization to be mm-hmm. coincidental. Mm-hmm. Um, so that does feel like a nod to me that she was thinking of herself in some ways during the song, but who knows, honestly. Who knows? <laughs> so do you think this is like a self-written song about her life? Like, yes, no. No in between. There's I no gray right here. <laughs> I mean, if I have to say no gray, then I'd say yes, there yeah. has to be some similarities here that she pulled from her personal yeah. life. Yeah. And we've seen every other iteration of this where she's like, I'm the neurotic one. No one should love me. I don't make it easy for anyone in a relationship with me. So to have suddenly a song be like, man, what's it like to be with someone who makes it so hard? 
it's like <laughs> there's got to be some self-awareness there, you know? Blank space from his version. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> um, is it making the folk more set list? <laughs> mm, no. I mean, unless Justin and yeah. Aaron are there. Yeah. Do you think this song wouldn't work without Justin? I think it'll work without Justin. I know. I'm like, Justin's like barely in there. I feel like Exile wouldn't work out without Justin, but oh, this song, 100%. it's all Taylor. Yeah. Featuring yeah. Taylor. LOL. Hilarious. <laughs> I know. Um, like, <laughs> featuring you, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> would you trade, instead, I know in the past we've asked mm-hmm. for vault songs, would you put it on the album? But since this is with Aaron Dessner, would you replace any song on Folklore or Evermore with this track? Right off the bat, I can think of closure. I'm like, get that out the door. <laughs> Bye, closure. Anything to rid it. Yeah. <laughs> so, what about you? I'd have to really think about it because I know if I say something, people will just come for my head. But no. Come I, for my head. Off with my head. I don't know. I like the songwriting on this in more ways than others. So in some ways, I'm like, oh, sure, this could have replaced Tolerate It. But I know a lot of people mm. love Tolerate It. Mm-hmm. The thing I is, need to like, revisit Tolerate It. <laughs> either one that you – any one that's not your favorite is somebody else's favorite. So yeah. <laughs> you're going to offend somebody whether you try to or not. Like the least po- – yeah. like think about it. It's nice to have a friend. You offended me. Like, you know, like, n- not a lot of people like it, <laughs> but like, I love I it. still have your name no. in red underlined. <laughs> no. Just like, there's going to be like, like I will not forget. And I will. I won't. And I don't. <laughs> there's going to be that one person who's going to be offended. So, yeah. Yeah. Don't. Well, come for me then. Yeah. <laughs> come on. Uh, but I'm glad we got to break this down. I don't know me when too. Birch is coming out. Um, me either. I don't know when the album's coming out, if I'm being honest. Um, end of August. Uh, Oh, okay. like August so we probably got some time. Yeah, we have some time. We have some time. We're going to be getting <laughs> yeah. into other music. And, you know, I had some tea time, but obviously I don't want to talk about it because it's about someone's relationship and the demise of their relationship. <laughs> they could not get their shit together. And I think it's just sad for us to talk about it. I'm yeah. pretty sure maybe yeah, everybody knows if you don't know. <laughs> but anyways, you can find more from us on social media. We're at Swiftish mm-hmm. Podcast on Instagram, at SwiftishPod13 on Twitter. We are having fun on our Patreon, um, which and is patreon.com backslash Swiftish Podcast. I need to get my shit together because I have been MIA for a long time. Well, a week or two because my life is <laughs> eternity. Just like, my life is turned upside down. So, Ashley, yeah. get well, your can shit you together. get your shit together? <laughs> That's just our new refrain. Know. You know what? Good for Taylor. You know, she gave us damn at 7 a.m. And now yeah. we have get your shit together. I'll be yeah. using that on Twitter exclusively. So, <laughs> <laughs> you better uh, give Taylor the, the writing rights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll wait two months and then yeah. I'll put it on. Just CC her and be like, thanks for the inspo. <laughs> um, but you guys, you can also rate us. We love when you rate us. Yes. Go to Apple Podcasts, find Swiftish Podcast. Yes. And then swipe all the way up. Give us five stars. It'll help people like you find us. And we love that. But until next time, I'm Ashley. I'm Shelby. <laughs> and Taylor, I'm going to reuse this, but please get your shit together so we can have a tour. Please, please. Yeah, well, you owe me a, you owe me a songwriting credit for that one for sure. <laughs>